Welcome to Spiritual Changemakers, the podcast that guides you through tough times with practical tools and inspiring stories. I'm Andrea Thomas, your host and the Sacred Transitions Coach. Join us as we hear from spiritual changemakers who have connected with their higher power and overcame adversity. Whether you are navigating a difficult transition or seeking to deepen your spiritual practice, our podcast provides guidance to help you find magic in the change. Come on this journey of self-discovery, empowerment, and transformation with us and unlock your potential to become your best self. Hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome to a new podcast episode on spiritual changemakers with Katarina Satori. Today we are ha- we have such a beautiful goddess energy. I cannot wait to introduce you to her. She is this just inner like calmness present. And she's all about empowering leaders like you, like those that are joining the podcast. Hi, Katarina. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. And I would love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what is it that you do with your beautiful energy in the world? Oh, (laughs) First of all, I am the conduit and the instrument of Divine Mother. This is the first beautiful assignment that I carry out. I'm also an agent of change and awakening. I walk the path of a teacher creating nourishing spaces for people online and in person to connect to their true zoner genius and then to bring their planetary mission into form. So entrepreneur, online entrepreneur for the last eight years and creatrix, I love to create. Creating for me is a dance with existence and and a true expression of joy. So when people are around me, I ignite that childlike love of creativity. And then, and I encourage them to embrace the technology because we truly live in such extraordinary moment in time where with the press of the button, you can publish your message and, and share your voice. Wayne Dyer didn't have that opportunity. Paramahansa Yogananda didn't have that opportunity. Yes, we have different challenges of current times, but we also have very unique opportunities. So I focus people on seeing the opportunities and actualizing their potential. Beautiful. And today we are going to talk a little bit about the pet and rebirth, the organic process that we go <laughs> through life. And before we dive into that topic, Katarina, I would love for you to tell us your notion, your description on how do you define spirituality? Spirit, reality, spirituality. Hmm. It's our essence. We are all spiritual beings. And true spirituality is awakening to the reality of who we truly are. And it's 
it's really a process to me. It's a process of unlayering and removing the conditioning, removing the stories, the programs and beliefs, ideas of who we are that we were told and unmasking that alive essence of the soul. To me, spirituality is living from your soul as in a way that is unique to you, in a way that is alive to you. There's no single path to living a spiritual life. And if anybody claims that, run into the other different. Find the beat of your heart, find the beat of your soul and follow that. Yes, and it's so important for those that are listening, guys, because that's it. Realize that there is no one path on one or one way to live your spirituality and to really get in touch with what feels true and alive and alive for you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm like hardcore mystic. I've always loved mysticism, right? Like galactics, Akashic records, universal laws. But it, that's not the path for everybody, right? Some people find their spirituality through movement and yoga and breath work. And some people find their spirituality through gardening and being unconditional field of presence. And I feel like we're at the point of convergence. Oh, my beautiful allies here. We're at the point of convergence where we begin to yearn for universal level of spirituality that is so inclusive, that is so inviting and encouraging. And it's all about what we all have in common. We all have soul. And how do you express your soul? Ah, I'm going to support and encourage that. And for me, it also feel like, how do you feel and express love? For me, that's another way to look at spirituality because we are this pure love, pure essence. And when you are able to get in touch with that, and that's what gets you in touch with your heart, with your soul and expressing that and feeling that in every interaction that you are having and everything that you are doing. For me, that's a way of defining spirituality. Beautifully said, dear. Yes. And now let's dive deep. What God gave you inspired to go on this path of mysticism, of being so interested in change, because we were just talking how you, you love change and these topics. And what got you interested on, on that path? My number one life value is growth. If I stagnate and don't allow change, I create my own suffering. I lose my radiance. I lose connection to meaning of life. So from very early age, life invited me to follow the path less traveled. And I left my hometown when I was 17, looking for a new way of being, a new way of living, a new possibility. And followed my soul, followed the path of my heart. So I came to United States when I was uh, 23. And truly the first eight years of my life here was all about pursuing American dream, right? <laughs> Hustling and working and just maximizing every opportunity to break from the country that I 
grow up with and create a new life. And then there was a moment of spiritual death for me or a death of the soul. And that was the first curriculum of learning how does the soul begin to work when you are ready to learn from the soul. So actually the first dark night of the soul brought me to my knees and cracked open the first big layer of my ego. And then I start feeling the heart essence. So I start noticing through these experiences of the death of the old and the birth of the new, I start tracking that there was actually a geometry. There was a process. There was a blueprint for change. And I, my, one of the ways that my mind works is I can recognize patterns really easily. So this is really supportive when you are a mentor, you can recognize patterns that keep people stuck, right? And then you can also start recognizing patterns of life. So when I came to the teachings of sacred feminine and the spirituality of the earth, spirituality of nature, I begin to observe these natural cycles and natural patterns. We have four seasons, and one season is the season of death. <laughs> so at least once a year, we will be invited into a process that's called death and rebirth. We can fight it. We can ignore it. We can pretend that it's not happening. What's going to happen? Every morning you wake up and you feel flat. You feel gray. And you're not connected to your soul. And eventually you become sick of your own story, sick of your own BS. And you say, okay, so can you please show me what is ready to die in my life? And usually what is ready to die is our old way of thinking, our old way of being ourselves and our gifts, maybe our old way of expressing our voice. There is, I find there is always a layers to the expression of our voice. And our voice also goes through death and rebirth, right? I continue to go through that. I, I feel connected to a particular message and then suddenly it shifts mm -hmm. and I'm finding myself in the gap. And what used to be a deep curiosity and passion of expression just becomes flat. Mm -hmm. And my voice goes through death to rebirth. Yes. That's so beautiful. And I love how you are, you brought in the, um, the process of the nature, because when we start looking, we are all connected and we are connected with everything. And when we start looking at all these elements, especially from nature to be inspired, to show us how we can live more in flow with the universe instead of resisting it. I think our lives would be so much easier if we would do that. And then looking at our, you said that we go through a, a birth and that within our whole body, our whole element. So it's not just maybe you have to let go of beliefs, but maybe your message. And this is something I would say that I've been through so many times in my business. And the biggest shifts in my business came after I've had a death and a rebirth. And this was with the last big transition in my life where my whole business shifted, my whole mission, my whole vision for how long 
I don't know. But what I do know is that's what feels alive and that's what fuels me right now. And I think this is the importance. What I see with other entrepreneurs, healers, and coaches is to be able to give yourself the permission and find the courage to evolve with your message. Yes, beloved. Absolutely. You nailed it. And evolution is, it can feel, if we, let's just say that we cannot control the forces of evolution. We can only surrender to it. And I feel that's where resistance comes through. When we try to control the fourth evolution, instead of becoming still, the image of a snake comes to mind to me. I love the symbol of the snake. It's a symbol of royalty, protection, divine wisdom, right? When you look at all the pharaohs in ancient Egypt, they would have a crown with the cobra, right? And, and the cobra is a symbol of transformation. It continuously sheds its skin. And when it goes through death and rebirth, it becomes so still. It looks like it's already dead. It's not moving. It goes into the deepest meditation. If a snake could meditate, if a cobra meditates, it goes into a state, right? Into unity with the process. To me, it is such a reminder because when I go through a process of death, my personality will surrender to a degree and then begins to fight, wants to speed up the process. It wants to say, okay, I only have 30 minutes for this death process. Mm -hmm. Just hurry this up because yeah, I'm ready to go, right? This personality can be very impatient and can distrust the process. But what I find, the more you go and the more you track the cycles of your evolution, the more you begin to trust process and you enter each cycle of death and rebirth with a little bit more stillness, a little bit more trust, a little bit more curiosity, right? And so you begin to look at the process with a thrill, right? Can you imagine arriving to the point you're like, oh my God, everything's disintegrating. <laughs> I just have no idea what's going to be born through this, but I am curious to find out in order to have that attitude, which is key to how you're going to move through the process is to root yourself in a very intimate relationship with life. You, you can call it the universe. You can call it God, goddess. But we are living in the times where the acceleration of consciousness is so rough. We are invited in our own unique way to make that commitment that the most important practice in my life is to be deeply intimate with life, right? To really see that I am not separate from life, that I am, when I dissolve the imaginary borders of my body and the quantum field, I begin to remember that I am existing in the energetic ocean. I am swimming, walking, breathing in the energetic ocean. Then the question is, what is my relationship with the ocean of energy around me? When I am in distrust of life, I emanate the vibrations of resistance. That creates me living out of flow, missing opportunities, missing the connections, missing the sun, right? 
when I remember, when I go through a process of death and rebirth, I get to become still so I could hear my new direction. I could hear my truth. I could hear my voice. So beautifully said. And how would you say, do you find that each process for every person is different when they go through through that process, because I, I hear right now people asking, well, tell me what are the, the symptoms? How do I know when I go through that process of you and rebirth? Oh, darling, you're totally connected to me telepathically right now. Literally what I wanted to address next is that every person goes through death and rebirth in a unique way. I'd like to tap into the wisdom of the gene keys or the wisdom teaching, the book of changes that talks about there is these six personalities in the world. There's combination of there's six personalities in a pair of two. So we have these, if you look at the example of the tree, some people are more like roots, right? They're very rooted and they're connected to the earth. And some people are like branch. They're connected to all the galactic stuff. And then you have everything in between, right? So there are these six types of personalities and each personality will go through a different, completely different. I was just talking about this with my best friend who is in a gene key language, she's two, four. So she is all about one-on-one feedback and the relationship. When she go, when she enters death, she, her way of moving through it she needs a safe space to ventilate her feelings mm-hmm. and to express and to name, right? That's, that's how she gets to go through it. It gets to be, her process is to be really freaking honest about the intensity that she's feeling mm-hmm. and not spiritually bypassed, not try to cover it up with, I'm doing great. She needs that raw expression, right? That is her way. This is not my way. I need to take some psychedelics and go on a vision quest because I am the branches. I'm a sixth line. I need to reconnect to a much bigger global vision that is asking me to evolve. So my way, when I enter death and rebirth, I write, I channel my thoughts, right? I sit in meditation. I breathe. I do a ton of hopping. I dance like a primal woman, make it on the grass. Right. So I think it's very important to know yourself and to say, I am entering the death. The first signs of the death, things stop working in your life. Right. So everything stops. It looks like flow stop. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? What is happening? I am the worst coach ever. Nobody sees my gifts. Right? Or you can say, whoa, life is asking me to pause and to listen. And life is asking me to let go of part of my identity. To let go of part of your identity is not easy. It's like letting go of part of your body, right? That identity helped you to get where you are now. So you get to honor that identity. Here's the thing. I also, right now I'm receiving that. A lot of times we, meet, we, we think to let something die, 
Like, what if you could create a ritual to this version of yourself that helped you get where you are? That version of yourself gets to be honored. Her courage, her skills, her vision, her heart, right? And it's like when a snake is shedding the skin, the skin remains, right? What are you going to do with the skin of your old self? Create a ritual for it, honor it in a way that makes sense to you, right? So I feel like to me, it's a very ritualistic process. It's a process of initiation. If you want to go even higher, right? Like higher level of this initiation, definitely rebirth. It's a cycle of initiate. initiation into what? Into higher level of awareness, into higher levels of your being, into higher levels of your leadership, and definitely into higher levels of your power. Yes. And I think it's so important for each and every one of us to understand that we cannot grow. We cannot let these higher parts of us to come in if we do not create the space. Mm, the space is the secret. Yes, beloved. Space. But do we trust our higher self to provide for us when we take space? Yes. How do you get to that place where you feel in full trust with the universe and you surrender? And for me, I have started on this process when my partner got diagnosed with cancer and from there my life just turned upside down and i found myself in this really hard dark place where i've had to make a choice where i'm either going to resist what's happening go against it and feel like a victim of why is this happening or I am going to go on the other side, which is trust and surrender that this is happening for him, for me, and for everyone around us. And it's part of a bigger purpose of what's happening right now. And that's what helped me move forward, even during the hardest time in my life, to think that this is happening with a bigger purpose, for a bigger purpose. And connecting with that and trusting with that, it helped me get up every single day out of bed and mm-hmm. trusting and finding the magic during those hard times. Yes. Yes, beloved. That's exactly it. It's, it's so powerful that you name it because trust is not an intellectual thing. Trust where it's you bring your full self into this moment and you choose to keep your heart open, your mind curious, and your presence available. One of my, one of the friends that I've met, they said, when you are in presence, you are available to the universe and the universe can actually move you into the space where you need it. I trust Richard Rudd. Uh, that trust is the field that we enter into. The other side of trust, trust is doubt. I would just had this conversation a couple of days ago with a friend and he said, trust ignites the momentum, doubt completely stops the momentum. But let's, let's 
address the energy of doubt. If everything is happening for us, what if doubt is also here to serve us? How can doubt serve us? Doubt can show us our patterns. When we are, when we do not trust the process of definitely birth, we are being shown by our higher self the very core of our patterns that show up every time we're standing on the threshold of taking that next big leap. The core of human patterns are very simple. Pattern number one, abandonment, right? I will be, so when you go through definitely birth, all of your SHIT is coming up and you're looking at the core pattern and it says, oh my God, I will be abandoned in my life. And here's an opportunity for you to really inquire, even if it feels like that, you comfort your child, you talk to your soul, but this is a golden opportunity for alchemy. You are in that descent in order for you to practice your alchemical skills to transform the deity into truth of your soul, right? So the pattern number one, abandonment. Pattern number two, I am not enough, right? So pattern number two is I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. Uh, there's not enough support. There's not enough money. There's not enough opportunities. Uh, there is not enough people who connect with my message, right? So there's not enough. So sitting in a, and we call fire with these two patterns, if you're able to sit with it, it will transform your consciousness and take you to the next level. And while you're sitting in it, you get to attune to what will support the most. For me, it's primal dance move. If I can be completely naked on the grass, why? Because to me, it's a symbol of the nakedness of my soul, ultimate freedom, right? I like going on vision quests, as I said, because every visionary yearns for it quest to turn the layer of your consciousness to see reality in a new way, right? So I lean on some heavy hitters when, when I go through death and rebirth, like give me the strongest psychedelic I can find <laughs> and I'll launch myself into the higher dimensions to remember who I am. But that's not for everybody, right? Yeah. And share my way, my way. And, and another tool that I everybody has access to is vulnerability with someone who can hold faith for your vulnerability, right? Vulnerability, reaching out to a friend, maybe it's one person in your life with whom you can, the nakedness of your soul can feel safe. Because when you're on a death process and you rebirth will come, but in the death, it can feel excruciating and vulnerable if you see it in that space. That's why most people pull away isolate and hide when they are in the death. Nothing wrong with that, but you are missing a lot of support that could be available for you. And we are social beings. Another person whom you can trust can reflect process to you, can remind you how to regulate your nervous system, how to be with your heart, how to be with your soul, right? So your patterns will say, don't reach out, don't talk about it, isolate. This is an opportunity to change your pattern and to do completely opposite and to reach out and to say, 
reach out to your soul brother, to your soul sister, to say, you know what? My ego tells me not to reach out, but I am leaning in and I kill. Do you have 20 minutes, 20 minutes to hold space for me where I simply reveal the nakedness of my process? So beautifully said. And it's so hard. I know it's so hard to ask for help. So hard. We are all taught that it's okay to give. Just give. But when it's about receiving, that's where I would say also the vulnerability comes in very strongly. And I know for me, learning to receive, to ask for that help and actually receive it and not feeling guilty or bad about receiving that support during my hardest times, it helped me really see the gift that gives to the other person as well. And this is where I really want people to see the beauty that you allow yourself to be vulnerable. And when you ask for help, that you give the other person the opportunity to grow with you, to be with you. It's you meet soul to soul when you do that. And just ask yourself when you go and you give your support for a friend, for a family member, won't you feel good? Isn't that healing for you? Yes. Then why do you think it's different for the other person when you do it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Such a powerful naming. Thank you. Yeah. So we give an opportunity to people to, to attract their love for us. Yes, exactly. It's allowing yourself to be loved. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and to be helped. I think that tenderness and vulnerability is, is so key. I, I also been contemplating on a new leadership that is being invited for all of us. And it's a leadership that is rooted in resilience and in vulnerability. And I wanted to give a, to give a voice to this topic of death and rebirth for like days now. We're all going through it. We're all going through it. And with acceleration of consciousness, we're going to have an acceleration of the cycles of death and rebirth. So the sooner get on was the curriculum of the soul. The true strength that I am realizing is flexibility and calm in the midst of chaos. That's true strength. It's not rigidity. Rigidity will break you. Flexibility will allow you to move with the change, knowing that change is always here, evolution. And when that, because to me, like when you go into descent of the death process, you are in the cauldron, alchemical cauldron. You are being disintegrated. And that's where all of your spiritual practice become non-negotiable, right? It's that's where you pray the most. That's where you breathe the most. That's where you meditate the most. Why? Because you want to anchor your higher self into this moment, right? A lot of times we walk around with our higher self embodied in our body 5%. 5%. 
5%. There is no base for higher self incarnate, right? Because our vessel is so full of belief systems, of ideas, all of it. So a death is a process of emptying. So the higher self can come into you in a much bigger way. You see the benevolence of this process. And then when your higher self comes into you in a bigger way, you will go rebirth of your message, your deeper truth, your deeper authenticity, your deeper uniqueness, and your deeper freedom comes online. And I want to invite everyone to just really feel into this energy, like feel in what Diderna just shared with us, because what is going on right now in this conversation, and I hope you feel it, it is an upgrade of your energy. And I, I want you to feel that and, and really bring it into your heart and connect right now with the power of death. Whew. This is my, my invitation to you right now to connect with the power of death and see how it's not only necessary, but it's a must for our evolution. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The gift of death. Absolutely, beloved. And it's a doorway during your rebirth, right? It's a doorway to a new life. I felt the upgrade when you named that, the gift of death. Yeah. Yes. And I look at it as also as a portal to access the depth of your wisdom, of your highest self, of your truth. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. It's, uh, it, it's so encouraging to know that when you go through a process of death, you are not alone going through a process of death. If you truly believe, remember, not even believe, and remember, you are part of life. When you go through a process of inner death, this intense transformation, it means life is going through a process of death and intense transformation, and life is changing its process through you, a vessel of life. So it's what also helps me whenever I am in this initiation, if I go beyond the personal, if I can go beyond the personal, if I can access transpersonal aspect of experience, I am a part of life. Life has cycles of death and rebirth. I am in the cycle of death and rebirth. Wow, what a mysterious experience. And every time I'm moving through it, it, it teaches me how to become a compassionate leader, compassionate teacher, compassionate minister of life, compassionate visionary. There is no leadership without compassion. How do we earn our compassion wings? Through each death rebirth we go through. Through experiencing it, through feeling it. You cannot have compassion for someone or for something that you have experienced yourself. Oh, absolutely, beloved. Absolutely. What comes up to me in, uh, I had a chapter in my life where I felt so numb and disconnected from my higher purpose. And feeling a deep agony 
of living with the weight of unrealized potential. And when I, when all the pressure was building up, I decided to pursue a path of radical self-destruction. I saw adrenaline, danger, drugs, anything that could help me feel even a blink of aliveness. Of course, it led to addiction because addiction Addiction is a very interesting process where you think you'll never be addicted. That's the slippery slope. So I remember going through a process of two years of daily addiction. And when I came out of that process and my higher self slapped me into awakening, shook me up and says, okay, that was an interesting process, served your evolution, but right now your spiritual mission is ready for you. That process gave me a code of compassion for anyone who battles addiction, including my dad. Without that experience, I did not have the code of deep understanding how addiction grips the soul, grips the ego, grips the consciousness. So it was a dark, intense chapter, and it was for me. It served me. It gave me that sense of fortitude, clarity. That only comes through moving through a dark night of the soul, a dark process of addiction or whatnot. Being on this path of conscious entrepreneur, leader, um, educator, we will be invited to go through these cycles of radical transformation. So we are prepared for the next chapter of our planetary service. Yeah. Yes. And that's my part of my mission right now is really to help other coaches and healers to lead from this embodied experience to tap into their soul aligned purpose based on what was that biggest transformation transition that you've been through in the last year or two years that shook you, transformed you, shifted your core identity because I'm a big believer that's where you are called to step into, to lead others into that space, into that area. Mm. So true, beloved. That's it. That's it. And that's where there, there is no courage without vulnerability. To tell your story in all its range, it's so vulnerable and it's so courageous. It's like, putting the nakedness of your soul on the line, right? But that's where I feel there is such a great, great need for authenticity, for having conversations like this that can inspire true change. And when the death and rebirth cycle comes, we can trust it with the soft heart and open our consciousness to it. And yeah, the ego may fight, the personality may fight. You like open and then you close. You open, you surrender, and then you begin to control. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a normal dance. It, but what I see the gift, once you're able to maintain witness consciousness of your own dance, transformation is happening. The main tool that I would invite people to practice is awareness, right? If you you can become aware of your core wounds, of your core patterns, of your defense mechanisms during the death and rebirth cycle is a huge extension of your consciousness, right? So 
So give yourself a ton of acknowledgement. I am becoming aware of the patterns that hold me back. This is a huge victory. This is a huge gold of alchemy. And then you say, okay, now I see this pattern. What can I choose? Now I can rewrite the story. I can be a new person, right? I can be a new being. So everything can serve our evolution, including our self-sabotage, including our limiting beliefs. If we can see them from the witness consciousness, oh, wow, thank you so much. You've been hiding in my psyche for all these years. I see you. Oh, it sucks to live with you. But let me see how we can transform. How can we work in the new way together, right? That is alchemy. That is transforming consciousness in a real moment way. And then you become faster and faster and faster with this process. Every cycle of death and rebirth, what, what took you three months to be in the cauldron, you're like, wow, I moved through that in two weeks. And time is a funny thing. Who cares if it takes you three months or two weeks or three days? If you can track the patterns, that's the most important point. And then lean in and out support when your nervous system goes distracted and you begin to lose your ground. Lean in to ask for support. And if you say, don't have the resources for a mentor, book a breathing class that is offered on every corner in social media. Breathe. Meditate, join other people's communities. Don't be alone group when you go for death and rebirth, because it's if you are alone in isolation, it's only going to suck you in a quick second, and you're going to be there three times longer. Right? Seek community, seek support, and uh, knowing that it's a sign of your strength, it's not a sign of your weakness. Yeah, it's um, so important because these days we have access. Um, so not at any price range, at any price range. So I do believe that if someone is doing it alone or tries to do it alone, it's not that because they cannot afford it, because we can go into a whole other tangent about if we can afford it or not. <laughs> but it's truly because you choose the path of doing it alone instead of being vulnerable instead of leaning into that vulnerability as we just shared earlier. Ask yourself, as Katarina said just a little bit a few minutes ago, what can I do opposite during this death and rebirth process than what I have done until now? And this is how you take yourself out of it and you shift by by doing that by doing the opposite and if you are able to just do one thing differently opposite than how you have done it until now that's a huge win yes such a huge win such a huge win yes beloved and then what also is important to address that i have found deeply supportive because a lot of times some of my some of my clients ask me Katarina, how do you lead when you are in the depth of your own alchemy? Because the curriculum that I received uh, last couple of years, that your leadership don't just get paused when you go through death and rebirth. That's, for me, that was my previous level, right? I'm going through my deep death and rebirth, everything is paused. 
what I received two years ago, especially last year, a spirit told me, you expanded your capacity to lead, guided by your soul, even while you're going through your own okay. deepest alchemy. What happened is service at, when you live from the point of receptivity, okay. surrender, and as an instrument of, of the divine, when you step into service, service becomes like a nourishing brain that refreshes your soul, right? When you begin to channel that stream of spirit, even while you're going through your own deep alchemy, it actually elevates your frequency. It helps you to move through your inner alchemy with what? With joy and nourishment from service. Some of my deepest creative work is born through that and rebirth. And it reminds me when I talk to my fellow artists, right? Like artists who mean the most incredible things. I say, what were you going through in your life when you painted that masterpiece? And they would tell me they were going through a deep soul search or they were going through death and rebirth, right? And they were tapping into of the BB to birth this new level of creative brilliance. Everything serves us. I would encourage to experiment with not pausing your creativity, not pausing your leadership, if you can, if that feels correct for you, but to trust that the moment you step into service, your gifts begin to work. It's like the moment you turn on your light, your life is beaming, right? Yes. And I would also. I would add there that that's going to look different. As Katarina said, right now, she has been called to step and be that leadership for her client while she goes through this process. But for you, it might look different. And I really want to encourage those that are listening to ask yourself how that leadership looks like for me. What would it mean for me, this next level, to show up and step up as a leader? And it might be in your business, but it also might be in your family. It might be with your kids. It might be with your husband. It might be with your friends. It might be in your community. So it is going to look different for each and every one of you, even if you are an entrepreneur, even if you are a business owner. Yes. Yes. Listen to the guidance within. Right? Every single one of us. And what is leadership? There is this a personal expression of leadership where you lead yourself, mm -hmm. you lead your own life. And then there is a collective leadership where you are in a, a public leader, where you lead in a very public, visible way. Right? Not everybody is called to a public leadership. It's a true, for me, it, I've always felt it's, it's an assignment. It's an assignment. Because the public leadership path or a leadership where you serve the community, it's initiatory path. It's a path of initiation. In order for us to remain in humility and remain in benevolence, we open ourselves up to accelerated evolution, right? Um, I have so many friends in my life who are, their leadership within their family, their leadership is in, in a very different aspect. They're raising, like my best friend is the mother to, my best friend to uh, the mother to a 15 months year old. And when we talked, I was like, you're raising a future leader for humanity. Her path is not 
anything like my mom, right? That's not her calling, but she gave birth a leader of humanity, like possibly, right? When I think about the new generation, it's through mothers, right? That's so motherhood is leadership. And it's a leading a child in to become, prepare them for the world, for the new generations. Leadership, we get to redefine. There is no one formula, one definition. It is a path. Leadership to me is a path that you walk in it. And a path of alignment with your soul. Yes. And thank you so much for bringing that up. Because I think, especially as, as women, we have this pressure from society that, oh, in order to feel good, in order to be a leader, I have to be successful in my career. I need to do something within my career in order to be perceived as a leader and when we shift that and when we actually bring it that no matter what you do you can be a leader in any area of your life yes absolutely i deeply believe in that then it's a matter of like how do you choose to show up in those areas how do you lead yourself and again leading yourself because I was recently having a conversation with someone and I was asking them so do you think you led yourself during that transition during that challenging time and she's no I don't think I did and I'm like but tell me what do you understand through leading yourself and she's oh because I asked for help I don't think I led myself and I'm like it's actually the opposite the fact that you asked for help means you led yourself Yes. So it's even defining, really get clear. What does it mean for you to lead yourself? Yes. So true. And what would you say is for you, Katerina? What does it mean for you to lead yourself during that death and rebirth process? For me, it means to attune to the voice of my planetary mission. It's always been about, for me, ever since I was a child, I knew this is a very special lifetime for me. I felt like I came back to complete something that I've started in other lifetimes. So I was not even seven years old when I asked my mother, what's my purpose? Why? Mm -hmm. Right? I was very mission focused. I, I channel Acturians and I feel deeply connected to these star nations called Acturians. They're very mission focused. And to me, that's the, the source of fulfillment and joy is to play my part at the time of such incredible evolution change on the planet and to really live well while I'm doing this, right? I'm a lover. invite others to expand in a new way but it's always been how do i serve the universe the cosmos in alignment with my planetary assignment and how do i have the most amount of joy for the journey right i i love joy i'm a joy ambassador can you smile when you are standing on the rain can you love the rain can you love the storm as much as you love the sun 
when you find that, when you become, when you become like this dancer with the universe, you begin to dance with the cosmic weather. You begin to embrace all of it, the totality. This is the essence of Tantra, right? The unity with the universe. And it's a wild dance sometimes. And I love the change it brings to me. Yes, but that's what we like. No, we like that it's a wild ride. If we would just go on a ride that it's smooth and we don't experience any turbulences, any challenges, we would get bored. We wouldn't enjoy and experience life as it fullest. So this is so important because when we get to live in flow, you learn to appreciate the duality and see the beauty in all of it because it is for your growth. It is for your evolution. Yes. We, on the level of the soul, this is, this is my perspective. On the level of the soul, we were so curious about duality. We knew we are, we are oneness. We are oneness. But we were so curious to arrive to a planet that creates such richness of experience, right? We're like, I can't wait to incarnate again. It's going to be an exciting show, right? When I connect to the Hindu tradition, they call this reality Leela, divine play. Entire universe is for entertainment of divine. It's a divine theater. Right. So when I say, when I go through my death and rebirth, my way is to expand my consciousness. So I remember who I am and the mortal self in the temporarily divine play. So then I accept my role, whatever that role is, leader, mother, entrepreneur, artist, right? I'm going to accept my role and I am going to play it with the deepest amount joy wow i get roll this lifetime thank you right so this is where i orient my consciousness again and again this is where i find my joy joy in the journey and and i feel joy is different from happiness happiness can really depend on the circumstances and on the mood and on the revenue of the month right <laughs> happiness can be very temporary Joy is something beyond happiness. Joy is tension of the heart that is available to all of us at any moment. Yes, and I feel that also joy is something you can experience in that process. Yeah. Much easier that you can access it much easier than happiness because people also, I think, associate the happiness with the joy and they're like, I cannot be happy because I go through really challenging time, but you can access joy in the moments, in the challenge, in the miracles that you experience during those challenging times, because there are a lot of miracles that are, are coming your way if you are open to receive and to see them. Oh. So beautiful. Yeah. And the number one miracle is the change in perception, right? Yeah. As you open this conversation, what helped you 
to go through your process of dismantling is anchoring yourself in trust that everything is happening for me. This is the benevolent universe. So change of perception is a miracle. Oh, this was such a beautiful conversation. I feel feeling it in my whole body, in my closet. I hope everyone is going to feel this beautiful, amazing energy that Katharina brought to us. I'm so grateful for your wisdom, for sharing it with all of us. And what would you say, Katharina, is like a one last thing that you would like to leave our audience with? If they are maybe right now, they are going through the uh, process of, of death and rebirth. What I feel deeply in my soul is the mantra that I anchor my consciousness when I go through a process of death and rebirth. And it goes like that change is for my new stability. We all yearn for stability. I really love the energy of stability because when I'm stable, I can expand my service in a bigger way. So when change comes is because we outgrew the old way of supporting ourselves, the old way of stability. And change comes like a cleansing storm to invite us in a way, to invite us to play with possibilities in a new way. But death is required for us to access new vibration to rebirth our consciousness into expanded state of being. And that's why rebirth feels so good. When I go, when I come back to a rebirth, it is expansion of radiance and expansion of my vibration, expansion of my truth. So change is for a new stability. Change is another word for life. Change is another word for life. So dance with life dance with change. And if you just joined, you watched this amazing conversation. It was so rich, layers and layers of insight, mm-hmm. wisdom, and truly grateful to be here. Thank you, beloved. Thank you. And thank you for coming. And thank you to each and every one of you for taking from your precious time to join us. Thank you for tuning in. And do not forget that I love you. I appreciate you. And I believe in you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Spiritual Changemakers Podcast. To stay connected and help us reach more people like you, please subscribe, follow, and leave a comment. Join our community of spiritual changemakers on social media to connect with like-minded individuals and continue the conversation. Remember, the power to create positive change is within you. Keep showing up as your best self and let's keep the magic of change alive. Until next time.